Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's happening, everybody? It's Believe in Ravens, but not just Believe in Ravens. We got some Believe in Texans in this joint. That's Sheesh. right. We got another Sheesh. crossover episode in this joint. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Down below me, Daniel Wilcox. We always do our thing on Believe in Ravens, and we are joined today by our brothers over there down in Houston. What's up? Harley Dugan and Ruben Gomez. Man, what is going on, y'all? Blessed to be here, man. Thank you for having us. Football is here, boys. You know, we've been Fine. waiting for this. I it's mean, official. as Texas fans, we've been waiting for this for the past three years. So I am excited <laughs> to talk some football, and I'm joined by my boy, Mr. Harley. Look, man, it, it, we haven't had – I don't know if football existed the last two years here down in Houston for the Texans <laughs> with David Coley and Lovey Smith, but uh, it feels good to be on the hype train. And it feels good to have all of the hype rolled into this offseason, all the craziness. I'm glad to have football back in H-Town right now with D'Amico Ryans as my captain. Yes. And you know yeah. what? I want, I want to ask you a little bit about that to start yeah. off. First of all, you know, I'm a Chicago guy originally. So, you know, I've always, I got a soft spot in my heart for Lovey Smith. You know, he had, he, had a, he had a good run with the Chicago Bears, got the Bears to a Super Bowl. Obviously, he didn't get them over the hump, but – uh, you know, he's a good, good dude, all that stuff. But I want to, I want to actually ask you, let's start off with this because Texans have been through it over the past couple of years. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, anybody who got to watch Davis Mills start like more than half the games over the last two years. I mean, I, I really feel for you, bro. I really do. Mm. So I want to ask you just generally, you got CJ Stroud now, mm. and then the Texans did did another wild thing. They trade up all the way to number three for Will Anderson, who is the best defender in this past NFL draft. You got D'Amico Ryans, who's bringing the youth and the fervor, all the good stuff. Give me one word about how you're feeling about the Houston Texans coming into this year. Start it off, Ruby. <sighs> I mean, it's hard, but excited, motivated, passionate, ready. This is the most exciting time in the Houston Texans organization history. You, you see this type of story in movies. A former player who was drafted by the team during its dog days comes back, coaches the team, brand new quarterback, an amazing trade for Will Anderson Jr. Now you're starting off the regular season, and it's it feels like a dream right now as a Houston Texans fan. I think to wrap it into one word, I think it's re-energized. Mm. I think that's really what it is. Mm. Uh, it just felt like we were floundering the last two years. We talked before about before we recorded about the Deshaun Watson stuff. Like there was a lot going on to say the least with this Texans organization. And for us to come away with, in my opinion, the best head coach on the market mm. and have him come in to the Texans, like, we're going, what? He chose us? Like, he actually cares about us? Like, and that made the fans go crazy. I mean, his press conference as head coach was just, it was enlightening to see. It was a breath of fresh air uh, to finally have a coach that sounds like a damn coach. Mm. And that's mm. more so towards David Coley than Lovey Smith. 
Um, but like, man, it's been ridiculous the last two years. So it's finally good to be re-energized here in H-Town. Love it. I love it, guys. Well, congratulations, guys, on the new head coach, man. And, you know, I know after the Deshaun Watson thing, it could definitely lay, lay like a dark cloud over the entire organization, you know, so I know how you guys definitely feel. So um, um, hats off to you guys, man, for, you know, taking the next step forward in order to rebuild that organization down in Houston. And I think, like, I, I want to actually ask you this as I'm thinking about it. Like, did you ever have, Wilcox, you ever have, a, like, a, a couple of years like that? I mean, you're with the Ravens. So, I mean, that's a good organization. There's stability there and all that. But, like, Great did you ever have that point in your career where you're just like, man, we need a reboot because this ain't working? Well, <clears throat> I, I, I've, I've been blessed my entire career. I mean, my first two years in the league, I had Herm Edwards in New York with the Jets. Then I leave there and go to Tampa Bay. I had John Gruden, who I can't say I was blessed to have Gruden, but at the time, we went to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, what can you say? You had probably the highest moment in Tampa Bay history other than the Brady Super Bowl recently. Um, and then I leave there and go over to Germany, and, you know, we kick butt in Germany, and I come back and sign with the Baltimore Ravens. I get Brian Billick for four years, who I loved as a head coach. You know, a lot of my teammates didn't feel the same way about Billick. Felt like he was a little bit too arrogant. And, you know, he, they didn't like the fact that he didn't speak to the players all the time and stuff like that. To me, those are a lot of personal issues. At the end of the day, it's a business. You don't have to speak to me every day in order for me to go to work, you know. So then we bring Harbaugh in and, you know, and, you know, the rest is history, you know. Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever been in a situation like the Houston Texans has been in in my life or my career, even from playing park ball all the way up, where you just kind of get into this stagnant place and everything just kind of feel like this foggy vibe over your head and you feel like you can't climb out of the out of the funk. You know, it seems like one thing happened to another thing happened, another thing happened, and next thing you know, you kind of in that in that 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 foggy area, kind of like the Cleveland Browns has been mm. for a long, long, long yeah. time, right? You know, and um, you know. It, it, I feel you right there, Harley. You kind of get chills even thinking about I, it, right? I thought we were going in that direction. Yeah, it, it sucks, man. It, it really does. I, like I said, I take my hats off to you guys because you, I mean, you see what's going on in Colorado with Deion Sanders right now, mm. right? You know, so it's kind of that same thing for you guys, that fresh start, that new coach, somebody that's played, somebody that you're familiar with, and it makes you happy that he's there and it brings that, that aura around you to make you feel like, all right, we got a legitimate chance. It's like having a great quarterback. You know, it's like having a real good quarterback you feel like you can win every game because of I don't know what that is. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, man, it's been rough as a fan, yeah. right? Only Well, it started off good with Deshaun, though. It had to start off good with Deshaun. Dude, it's so good. It, yeah. it was a matter of when Deshaun wins you a Super Bowl for the Houston Texans and not a matter of if, right? Yeah. right. You had DeAndre Hopkins. You had a young Will Fuller. You had, you know, Bill O'Brien who, you know, say what you want about Bill O'Brien, but most of the time you had him as your coach, you were in the playoffs, man, and you felt like the Houston Texans were going to, you know, be successful. 24 up on the champs, they come back, 50 points at home, a playoff record. Next season, you lose DeAndre, you try to sell me on David Johnson, then Deshaun Watson happens. Then you only win seven games in two years. And then the last game of last year, right, fighting for the number one overall pick, you win a meaningless game, and then you fire the head coach four hours after that. I, I told Harley, I said, we are going to be the Cleveland Browns. 
yeah. it was that bad. Yeah, that's, that that is the wildest thing. By the way, again, as a as a as a guy from Chicago, thank you all so much for winning that game. I, I really, you know, there's a part of me that just really appreciates that. Lo- Lovey Smith <laughs> giving one up for the Bears one last time. I and and the way the way that they won it, I, I still can't you convert two fourth and freaking twenties, bro. And 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 a touchdown on fourth and twenty. Like, like and it's, it's Davis Mills. The game's That's over. What the game is over, and you let Davis Mills do that, and then you can a two point conversion on top of. I'm sorry, it's just it's it's just too insane for me to even like comprehend how how that happened. But you know what? Once again, when when you've been through it as a fan, mm-hmm. it is it is a jolt of electricity to have hope again. Oh, and, and 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 I I think that's the thing that, like again, as a Bears fan, you know, growing up, I know about that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I know what it's like to just be like, oh wow, wait a second, you mean we might be good? Um, of course they're still not good, but you know we're we're not going to talk about that. But it, but it's interesting, right? When when you're know, talking about Wilcox, where I'm in Boston right now, I covered the Patriots for the past couple of years. Well, you really didn't have that feeling of like, oh, this team's terrible. Right, the, the the coach is always the same dude. Always there. It's the same system. It's the same culture. You know, same environment. Right, and it's always geared towards winning. Where even if you're not winning a Super Bowl, you're generally winning. Right, and and I think that's just something that gets you don't you don't you take it for granted sometimes. Right, I think which yeah. which is which is crazy, but you do. So so I think. That that's great to have the the excitement. Now there are some more negative things going on with the Texans right mm-hmm. now, where you just you, you're not going to have Titus Howard, your right mm-hmm. tackle, to start the season. Um, C.J. Stroud, I think I, I heard a lot of good things about C.J. Stroud from the preseason in terms of his process, the way he was going about things. I feel like he's going to be a little bit under siege. So I, I'm curious. Based on what you've seen from C.J. Stroud, how do you feel about him? And what would be your definition for success for him this year? Because you know it's probably not going to be a winning team. Do you, know, um, you guys feel that way? You feel like you guys are not going to win this year? Five, six wins. That's what I'm saying. Seven wins. Uh, yeah. Seven. I've, I've said six wins. And then, like, Best case scenario, everything, which isn't starting off right as we speak, but best case scenario, like everything goes perfect for you. You're nine and eight. Mm. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, I hate to y'all do on. play in the AFC South. <laughs> true. It's, it's true. true. But, you know, like we're trying to be realistic, right? We still know that in reality, this team is in a rebuild. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, rookie offensive coordinator. Everything's new for this Houston Texans team, but, you know, me and Harley, you know, it's hard not to buy into the excitement. It's hard not to drink the Kool-Aid when we went to every single open training camp practice and there was a line from the front all the way to the back. Harley would get there around 530 in the morning and wouldn't be the first person in line. I will meet him an hour later trying to sneak in. The city is bought into CJ Stroud and Throughout training camp, once the pass came on, C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback. There was 
No question about it, even though our head of coach, D'Amico Ryan, said there was going to be an open training camp battle between him and Davis Mills. C.J. Stroud won that from day one. You know, he made great throws. He connected well with rookie Tank Dell. Um, you know, Harley, what about, you know, like, what do you think? I think C.J. Stroud looked, you know, very good in training camp. So the biggest thing with him is he's gotten better every single day in camp. And it translated to preseason as well. Like he's gotten progressively better every mm -hmm. single time. Um, we look at the three preseason games as Texans fans. You know, you can't really judge the first one, two for four in the interception. Not a good interception, by the way. Um, and the overreactions, whether it was Texans fans or whether Huge. it was just NFL Twitter, it was just, he's a bust. It's over. It's done. Stick a fork in him, you know, and I'm like, all right, guys, come on, man. Like, the dude barely threw four passes. Like, come yeah. on. I mean, let's get it together. And then the next game looks really solid against the Miami Dolphins. And I know that game didn't – the score doesn't indicate what he was translating onto the field in terms of the beginning of that game. But C.J. Stroud, a few miscommunications uh, with Dalton Schultz. But he had some beautiful throws in there that made fans realize, oh, this is why he's the second pick in the draft. He has ball placement. He has accuracy. He can go on the run on his left and throw it with his right hand and just deliver a dot to Robert Woods on the sidelines. And it's like, whoa, okay, this is what good quarterback play looks like. Mm -hmm. Hello, welcome back to Houston. I'd like to see more of that. May I have another? Yes, you will. Here's the New Orleans Saints. He looks absolutely beautiful in just two series where he looked light years different than the Dolphins. So offensively, it feels like the Texans are getting better. Um, but this is you're going up against the Ravens in this defense. And this is not a good test for you week one, especially when your offensive line that we had a projected starting five before it week one and there's only two of the five that mm -hmm. are going to be playing for you and Laramie Tunsil and Shaq Mason the other guys I mean you got a right tackle in Josh Jones a tackle in general from Josh Jones they we traded from the Arizona Cardinals he's played some guard with the Cardinals mm -hmm. um glass half full sure he played decent at guard he's going to be playing left guard for you um and then you drafted Jared Patterson in the sixth round, not to be your center, to be your backup versatile guard center role. Um, nope, buddy, you're playing week one. How about that? Um, and then right tackle Titus Howard, who you just paid. Uh, look, the Texans invested heavily <clears throat> into this offensive line. Laramie Tunsil's extension, Shaq Mason extension, Titus Howard extension. And <laughs> only two out of the three of you guys are going to play. And you had a first-round pick in Kenyon Green out for the whole year. First-round or third-round pick, excuse me, for Juice Scruggs. Looked fantastic in training camp and in preseason. He's not going to play for the first four weeks. Titus Howard, you're not playing. Enter George Fant, who you grabbed from formerly from the Jets. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's looked um, average to below average at best. Jerry, um, Hughes, Jerry Hughes put him on his ass Ooh. at training Jerry camp. Hughes. Wow. And <laughs> it's bad, right? And when you saw, <laughs> train, like when you saw the preseason, 
you saw CJ Shaw look very comfortable behind mm -hmm. a good offensive line. He wasn't pressured against the Miami Dolphins. He was also not pressured against the New Orleans Saints. And you saw him make the NFL elite throws, right? One play that I think will not get highlighted in week two against the Dolphins, there is a screaming Miami Dolphins cornerback. He makes the miss. He rotates towards his left, sees Noah Brown, uh, number 85, last year for the Cowboys, running across the field. It doesn't get complete. Noah Brown drops the ball. But those are the type of plays that got Houston Texans fans excited. And right. now you're throwing them out there with two out of your five projected offensive linemen. Man, it's tough. And the Baltimore Ravens last year were fifth in sacks, dude. Yeah, I tell you what, guys, this, this definitely ain't the game that you want you guys, your, your O-line to be hurt against. Mm. Um, he's definitely going to see some pressure against Baltimore. We're going to bring that heat. Uh, we do a lot of fire zone. We're going to bring – we do a lot of man blitz, you know, everything. We're going to – we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to, to complicate things for those five, those five guys up front. So hopefully they studied a lot and they're ready to play because Baltimore is gonna pin their ears back. They're gonna come out of them, especially if they get up early. They get a couple touchdowns up early. We're we're really well known for pinning our ears back and coming out to your quarterback almost every single snap once we get up by a couple of touchdowns. So um, look forward to Lamar Jackson, you know, knocking some rust off and maybe not starting, you know, super fast in this game. But I think he would definitely come on hot as the game goes on and progresses. And, and it's going to be a pretty exciting game. We get a chance to see Zay Flowers, you know, in the flesh for the first time. We get a chance to see OBJ in the flesh for the first time. And we get a chance to see Lamar Jackson in the flesh for the first time. And I thought, I told Kyrie, if I was the head coach, none of my guys would play. You wouldn't see none of them in training. In see none of them in preseason at all. And that's exactly what we did. We held everybody out and nobody played. So at least we get a chance to go into the season healthy, unlike you guys. Oh, I mean, I mean, you didn't have to say that. I mean, you didn't have to say that. I mean, you bring up Zay Flowers, OBJ. I bring up the Houston Texans secondary that has Derek Stingley. Steven Nelson, who, in my opinion, has been the best cornerback at training camp. Yeah. And then Jalen Peacher, Jimmy Ward, man. You know, this secondary Jaylen, they're gonna have, the they're lowest they're gonna have know, work cut out QBR for last year. We're going to have their work cut out, man. I'm telling you right it, now. It's OBJ. It's Devin DuVernay. It's Rashad yeah, Bateman. But, on it's, one it's, knee? It's, who's on one knee? OBJ. You think hey, OBJ really hey, got hey, one knee? Uh, so you bringing up old stuff. you like a, you like a bad ex-girlfriend. Like, it's last year, man. Nobody want to hear that mess, Ruth. Nobody want to hear that mess. Like, no, you're talking about old stuff, man. Who want to talk about the now? He's fresh. He's 100%. He set out a whole year, the best rehab that anybody has ever had the chance to have in this league, and he was still highly sought out there. We paid him a grip. You're coming here just to go deep on the Texans. No, y'all no. wide receiving core. I was telling Harley, and then he explained it as sexy, right? Yeah. You have a lot of finesse. And OBJ right. and Zay Flowers, what's you know, what space, man? These guys are gonna make people miss, dude. So yeah. it's gonna who be you gonna double day. team? That's what I want to know. Who you gonna double team? Somebody got to get taken off the plate. And every good defensive coordinator scheme, oh, he said, All right, we cannot let this guy let hardly take that. Let hardly take wait, that. Wait, wait a minute. There's no I, I don't you need to double team OBJ. You got to take somebody off the plate. If you don't double team somebody, I, well, I know, somebody, I know, everybody else I know is going who, on one. I think I know who it would be, though. Mark Andrews. Yes. I don't know that it's the receiver. Jalen Pitchers locking his ass down. It's all right. Always, if you lock him down, we still got Isaiah Likely, too. So we're good. 
All right. I mean, okay. It, 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 I'm, I'm just, just, just going to say I the told him this. <laughs> no, see, this, this right here, this episode is lit. See, I didn't even know we were we were about to get down like that, but no. Oh, that's what it's about. Up. Bro, we're Ravens eight versus down until we man. drown, man. You know, yeah. like, you we're going to ride with our boys, man. We keep it real, man. You feel Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Eric on Murray. The, on the real, man. I bleed purple. Let's go. Jalen Jalen <laughs> Petrie is a nice player, player, man. Jake. Jalen Petrie has impressed me a ton. Hey, man, he's from the H. And, you know, that was one thing the Texans have done the past two years is draft people from the H, right? Um, Tank Dell played for the Cougars. Josh Jones, who Hardy just mentioned a couple of, you know, a couple of segments ago, played college here at the University of Houston. Now he's our starting left guard. So the Houston Texans have really brought a lot of home talent here to H-Town. You know, so... I'm, Houston is loaded with talent, and you guys are absolutely loaded with talent. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. Man, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think – well, there's always something special about when you find a dog from your home state, from your hometown, mm-hmm. that, that puts on for your city. And, I mean, like, you, you brought up Tank Dell. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy is, like, 160 pounds soaking wet. But he 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 – he plays like a dog. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he go, he go, he goes hard. He goes out there like he's not afraid of, of anything. And he, he he had a catch to you. You brought up the first preseason game, right? So, um, you know, I was watching that game, you know, because I'm again I'm local in Boston, you know, so I get that I got that channel and that concentration catch that he hmm. made in in the in the end zone for the touchdown. I mean that that is that's just raw playmaking mm-hmm. right there. The dude can he can go get it. Now I will say that you know we 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 talked about the Houston secondary which I think I think is nice and and I'm curious about how Derek Stingley is going to be in year 2 cuz I feel like in in year 1 you heard a lot more about Sauce Sauce Gardner than you heard about Derek Stingley and they were you know kind of thought of like in the same obviously level of prospect. But I think with that's not that's not that's not fair though, Kyrie. I mean, you you got to think Sauce is in New York. That's the media capital of the world. So you're going to hear more about him either way it go. Before you hear about guys that play for the Houston Texans, right? No, I played played in New York, so I trust me. I I know how it goes. They're going to talk about the Jets and the Giants before they talk about anybody. No, it's it's true. I do think it. I mean, Sauce also had a had a pretty crazy year for for a rook as well. But but no, that's absolutely a good point. But. I was thinking also about the Ravens secondary. So they, they've had some injury, right? Talk so your it's stuff, not as strong Kyrie. as it Talk could your be. stuff, Kyrie. Talk your stuff. Go ahead. So it's not as strong as it could be, right? With Marlon Humphrey not being not being. <laughs> Kyrie, I lineup. said talk your stuff, Kyrie. Rocky Sim okay. is starting <laughs> cornerback. We're gonna eat Rocky Sim alive, dude. You wow. think so? But what what I'm what I'm gonna say though before. is that <laughs> how are you gonna do that with your quarterback on his back? <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that's he has showcased point. he could break the sack. So we gotta hope and pray. Don't don't let you're gonna sick Roquan Smith on you. I don't think I don't know if you want that. You see, that's what I'm scared yeah. of. You got Patrick two, Queen, uh, two of the best linebackers out right now, Patrick Crean Roquan Smith. I made a trade video for Patrick Crean not too long yeah, ago. Man. Guilty. You know, you know <laughs> you that stuff about the dolphins and things, and I was like, bring him to Houston. Okay. Real the Dolphins. Oh, I even did a trade for Lamar Jackson when he was having some issues about that, uh, you know, that, that contract. That contract. I know I that's was, right. Hey, I was yeah. like, if the Texans get Lamar, we're going to the damn playoffs, baby. baby. Expect the Super Bowl with this 
Like, guys, you know I'm here in Atlanta, so I was saying if you need to go anywhere, you need to come to the Falcons. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, so, <laughs> but so so but, but this, this is interesting though because exactly. we're talking because we're talking about quarterbacks, and I <laughs> I kind of want to follow that, right? Right. Like right. like CJ is a, a rookie. And yeah. he's in a tough situation. Like we're we're not gonna sit up here and act like we expect CJ Stroud to throw for five thousand yards and like forty touchdowns and none of that as a rookie. Like that's not the situation. But you look at a guy like Lamar Jackson, who mm-hmm. I mean, he has he has a very unique skill set in in the NFL. But that dude is like a walking playoff appearance. If you keep him healthy for the for you know the majority of the season. You're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of quarterback that you're looking for in, a, in, in, in in any guy that you draft. And yeah, you could talk about play style, like oh, he runs too much, he's gonna get hurt. You know, I'm getting all animated over here. I'm hitting the computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I mean, like, oh yeah, he runs too much, he gets hurt, he can't play from the pocket, he can't do all, all, all this other stuff people be talking about, you know. Right. But you know that if Lamar Jackson is on your team mm-hmm. and, and he's playing like 15 games, you're going to the playoffs. That's, That's just what it is. I said two first round picks. I said I appreciate that. Luke. Go, but like this dude is special, man. And I don't, I don't understand the hate he gets, right? Because this is still yeah. a generational type of player. When you could throw for three thousand yards and still run for a thousand yards, I'm sorry, that is hard to coach against. And we are seeing someone last in the NFL be successful in the NFL. And he's not really given a lot of weapons. I think this is the most they have invested into Lamar Jackson, giving him a broken down OBJ. I'm sorry if that happened a year and a half ago. A Zay Flowers. But can you imagine if they really gave Lamar Jackson some type? Like, imagine if he had Tyree Kill. How dangerous would Lamar Jackson be, man? So we're, we're big fans of Lamar Jackson here, man. I've been following him since Vine. Right. If you go back and vine, you see he absolutely juke, you know, you yes. know, you know, juke the defender out of his, you know, his socks. Jeez, yeah. Little did we know that was going to be Lamar Jackson. That is right. crazy. So crazy. I remember that play. That is so, the most, that might be the most disrespectful juke of all time, dude. And he just stared at him. And I'm like, bro, like, and like he, we're and in high school. You don't have to do that. Like, you don't got to yeah. do that to me. No, you it's, know, it's I got like, class I got on Monday. I got homework. I can't do that. No, I got I got to quit after that. If if I watch that highlight and I see him stroll into the end zone like like walk in like that, no, I I can't play anymore. I'm sorry. No. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.